My guest today, Jill Soloway, is currently a supervising producer and a writer on HBO's show Six Feet Under. But I first met her because she wrote a most entertaining story called Courtney Cox's Asshole, which first appeared in the Zizova Literary Journal, and I selected it because I thought it was so amazing. <laughs> and I'm going to be reprinting it in Best American Erotica next year, 2003. When I got to know Jill a little bit better, I found out that she is a little TV whore. Her previous television work <laughs> includes the Warner Brothers animated show The Oblongs and Baby Blues. And now she's getting involved in screenwriting for a film. She is adapting the David Sedaris novel Me Talk Pretty One Day, which, oh my God, you're either going to be a saint Either everyone is going to love you, Jill, for doing that, or you will be vilified because there's so many passionate David Sedaris fans. Anyway, she is adapting the novel into a screenplay for director Wayne Wang with Matthew Broderick attached to star. She is also currently writing a feature script for Mark Platt, the producer of Legally Blonde, as well as... I love the way you just drop this at the end when this is really the most important thing of all. She's developing a feature about the life and times of a Jewish-American prince turned porn king named Adam Glasser, also known as Seymour Butts. As a theater producer, this is another one of her hats, she is responsible with her multi-talented sister Faith for the stage production The Real Live Brady Bunch and is currently producing in Los Angeles a successful twice-a-month night of staged readings of personal, funny essays by frustrated TV writers <laughs> called Sit and Spin. <laughs> you know, you kind of first got some acclaim with this real-life Brady Bunch. Why do you think the Brady Bunch is so popular with queers, perverts, nymphomaniacs? <laughs> is it just a backlash to this absurdly wholesome family, or what is it about the Brady Bunch that just makes you want to take off your panties and masturbate and say <laughs> rude things? Well, I think that the sort of political nature of people does really get stirred up when they, you know, see stuff on television that is nothing like real life. Mm -hmm. And the Brady Bunch is the most not like real life. You know, I think that's a, a, the way a lot of people define their artistic voice was by watching TV and saying, that's not me. And so the reaction to that, yeah, is in is deep within every every artist who at least grew up watching it, you know, trying to define who they are as opposed to who TV says we are. And um, the sexual stuff on that show is just each kid had a sexual partner waiting in the house of the right age, <laughs> like three girls, three boys. And they had like a, a sort of live in boyfriend or girlfriend that's not related by blood. So there's no incest <laughs> problem. And so. It's kind of a, it was kind of a fantasy. Like I remember actually being 11 or 12 years old and thinking, when I grew up, I want to live in a house with all my friends. I want to live in a house with, you know, Abby and Stephanie, and then we would pick like three guys from the class, and all six of us would live in a house together. Like that was my fantasy. Not I'm going to wear a white dress and walk down the aisle and marry a man and have a family. It was like there's this weird sort of communal. A bunch of us are going to live together, and the Brady Bunch was exactly that. It was like. A girl and her sisters and cute boys and their brothers and... Just a bedroom wall away. Yeah, a bathroom away, actually. 